We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello there, IB Nation Sports Talk. We're up and running. There was no afternoon show today, Jesse. So, um, uh, well, that's not the one that I wanted to hit. But uh, uh, Salty says, no big show this afternoon. You're going to have to land this plane yourself. A lot of pent-up need and desire. I don't know what that's all about, but we'll do the best that we can. How's it going today, Jess? Uh, it's going pretty good. Tomorrow's going to be super busy. Yesterday yep. was super busy. So today was kind of, uh, I guess a, a chill day. All right. All right. Chill day. See what happens. Had some um, sushi for lunch. That was really good. Oh, okay. That's good. I had a, uh, homemade air fryer pork tenderloin sandwich tonight. So that was, that was choice. For dinner i forgot you eat dinner at three o'clock <laughs> not quite three but i don't like eating dinner you know i get off get done with the show i do my my editing post it on you know the audio on the podcast platform and do all this stuff. i don't like eating you know after eight o'clock so i eat earlier rather than later and that way i have like my afternoon snacks and stuff like that after i get off the air you know rather than big dinner and, and everything else so yesterday vince and i did our uh, we did a bucket list show we were going through you know bucket list things sports bucket list that we want to uh to check off derek said that uh, he got inspired uh he did two at once ran 26.2 miles naked so got that going for him any any bucket list items that you want to uh address before we get started really in full tonight so when i think of college sports and college football i would like to go see a game at the rose bowl at some point you know rose bowl was on my list as well you're right it, it salty just to you know i i had i had <laughs> plenty of i had plenty of issues last night it's i, I apologize and i i Tried to get them all corrected in as many places as I could. I misspelled a name and, you know, things things happen. But the, it's the editing of the audio, not the editing of the words. The <laughs> words I write are supposed to be edited by someone else. I'm not passing the buck. It's my fault. But, yeah, Rose Bowl is, uh, is on my list as well. I would like to see an actual Rose Bowl game at some point. Maybe that turns out to be Notre Dame like in a semifinal somewhere down the road who knows we were talking last night you know uh my friend your godfather eric you know they own a house just south of los angeles and they don't live there full time so maybe you know like if notre dame were to play in the rose bowl sometime in the near future we could we could just take the uh you know the eric house for the week do uh you know weeks worth of podcasting there in southern california Go to the Rose Bowl. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? That would be great. That would be the uh, Eric's house would be the the party podcast house. Yeah. And it's not too far from the beach either. So that would be really good. And it's a full size house and and the whole thing. Yeah, we do. Uh, we're going to we're going to go through. 
Chi-Town asking if I am in Cincinnati. I am not, but I bought my WKRP shirt in Cincinnati. I was just in Cincinnati on Sunday, actually. How'd that go? Very hot and humid, actually. Very hot and humid. It was humid and 90 degrees out, so it was probably feeling like mm. 100. And I was sitting in the outfield, so it was direct, direct sunlight. Does get a little muggy down there, and if you've had a few it pops, it gets even uh, none of those, none of those. <laughs> oh, okay, laid low on that, huh? Yeah, my stomach has not been feeling well for the last like four days or so. So that stinks, especially this time of year. Yeah, stymie schedule confidence. I'm confident they'll schedule more games on Peacock than they should. Oh man, I mean, just right to the heart of the matter there. Doing schedule confidence today. <laughs> And what we're going to do, we're going to go through Notre Dame's schedule. Every game, we're going to rate each game, scale of 1 to 10, our confidence that Notre Dame is going to win that game. And then we'll have some other questions that kind of go with it as well. You ready to do this? I am. I've been looking forward to this one. All right. Let's do it then. Let's start off Navy in Dublin. Scale of 1 to 10. What's your confidence? Notre Dame is going to beat the midshipmen. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I'm a 10 as well. I think being at the start of the season helps this out, you know, so it, it increases my confidence. The last couple of times that they have started off at the start of the season, it has been a blowout in Notre Dame's favor. You get the whole off season, you get your one off with the triple option, you get it out of the way. So I think it could be a very good thing for Notre Dame. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 10 as well. How close, though, would the score of this game have to be for you to consider it unacceptable. The spread hmm. 20 and a half points, I think. Ah, well, I was going to put it at two touchdowns and a field goal. So I was going to go 17 was uh, anything less than that. I think I would feel as unacceptable. I think this is a game, first game of the year. I think you can uh, let the offense rip and then hopefully get your, your backups in by the start of the fourth quarter at the latest. I'm saying two touchdowns, 14 points, two touchdowns, two extra points, 14 points. If it's if it's that close, I don't think that's a really good sign. No, again, it's the options. You can always, you know, sort of write it off and whatever. But I think this is, again, this is start of the season. It's a game Notre Dame really should dominate. There's There's no two ways about it. A loss to Navy, though, would mean <clears throat> blank for Notre Dame's big picture. A loss to Navy would start the season on the worst foot imaginable. And I think every question about Marcus Freeman would be brought back up and heightened times two. You've got major questions. You've got major questions that you don't want to be dealing with if you start the season off with a loss to Navy for the second year head coach. So predict a score of this game. What's it going to be? Hmm. 49 to 17. 49 to 17. Okay. We're we're right in the same ballpark. I went 45 to 21 because you know how that triple option works. They're gonna score some points. They're gonna come up with a couple of touchdowns. The question will be when, you know, hopefully it doesn't look anything like last year. But um, they'll get their points, and they rarely kick field goals, especially once they're behind. So uh, I'm going 45 to 21. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we've got Dublin out of the way. Now we're coming back home. First home game of the season. First ever FCS opponent. First ever HBCU opponent. Tennessee State, they were 4-7 and seven last year. Didn't play a Power 5 team last season. Do I even have to ask scale of one to 10? <laughs> this is another 10 for me. Um, and I really think that you just, you know, kind of laminated why that it should, <laughs> it could, it should be more than a 10. You know, Tennessee State didn't play a power five team last year, meaning that they lost to teams worse than power five teams. Um, and they're an FCS school. So it's got to be a, a huge capital 10 out of 10. I agree. Um, there's just no two ways about it. This is a game that, again, needs to be dominated, should be dominated by Notre Dame, of course, even more so than the Navy. I mean, let's be honest that, you know, that coming back, I think the biggest question is going to be, you're not doing a bye week. You're, you're going straight into a home game against Tennessee state jet lag, all that stuff. Is it going to be a concern? There'll be questions about that during the week. It'll It'll come up, you know, with Marcus Freeman and the players and everybody else. They'll be asking, you, oh, so how you how you feeling? How's your body, you know, after coming back and all that, you know, where's your body clock right now? Is it in Ireland or is it here? You know, all those things are going to come up during the week. I think that's going to be the biggest question. How close would this have to be to, to be considered unacceptable to you? You went, what, 21 points on the last one? 17. You, you said 17. Yeah. So how close would this one have to be to be considered unacceptable? 30. 30. I went 24. A little bit, you know, you're still three plus touchdowns. You're I guess I just right. think about, you know, when Alabama and Georgia play FCS schools and I see it's like 70 to zero, you know, like that's that's to me where it's got to be. Yeah. Um, USMA 87. No, not three hours time difference. It is six hours time difference between um eastern time and um i don't know in and ireland basically unless there is they'll just get extra sleep yeah yeah could be five i i'm not sure or ireland i, I believe ireland and and great britain you know are uh are both on the same time zone but salty is saying five hours i was literally talking to somebody today in england and there was a six hour time difference so i don't know on a little zoom call today but five hours six hours either way it's more than three so you know five hours is still you know it's it's only three hours from west coast to east coast right yeah so it's it's going to be a, a bigger time difference than you know usually have to deal with when you're when you're jumping around and and playing a different time zones usma 87 um, says he thinks it's five o'clock in Dublin right now. Again, either case, five hours is still a good time difference, whether it's five or six. It's it's going to be, you know, again, it's going to be more than just going like Eastern time zone to Pacific time zone when you're when you're talking about at least a five hour time difference. Okay, so we're 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 scale of one to ten. We are ten out of ten on both Navy. And Tennessee State. Now things get a, at least a little bit more challenging. They go to North Carolina State for Game Three. We know that this is going to be an uh, or a noon kickoff as well. So scale of one to ten, Jess. What's your confidence in a win over NC State? I will put my confidence in a team like North Carolina State. I'll put it. You know what? I'll put it at eight and a half, I think, is where I will stop it at. I don't think it deserves 
a nine and I don't think it deserves an eight. So I'll stop. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to go with an eight. I think okay. that North Carolina State is a game that they should win. But there are, you know, every four five years or so, it seems they put together a really solid team. So I'm not saying that, you know, I expect them to lose. I just find them to be much more competitive uh, in recent years compared to Navy and Tennessee State, obviously. Yeah, I went with the number that you said first. I'm going eight and a half is my confidence here. I'm I'm very solid. You know, look, NC State, they're going to have a new quarterback. They get both Brennan Armstrong and Robert Anai from Virginia, the quarterback and offensive coordinator combination. They'll play UConn in their first game, and then they get a bye week. You know, so that'll be... You know, again, like Notre Dame, it's going to it's such a weird schedule this year because Notre Dame doesn't get its first bye week until October. And then they get another one. They play two more games, and then they get another bye week in November. So it's going to be really odd. But they've got to play a good chunk of games in succession after going to Ireland, where, by the way, I did just check. It is a five hour time difference. So it is currently 617 here Eastern time. In South Bend, it is 11.17 p.m. in Ireland right now. So we've got a five-hour time difference. But I think that this is a game that, you know, again, NC State, of the three first opponents, really of the first four opponents, should give Notre Dame the best game of all of them. But I'm still really confident that the Irish are going to be able to win. Um, How close would this one be? have to be do you do you think this could be a pretty close competitive game you're 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 not 10 out of 10 but you're still pretty confident i'll go with 14 on this one i went with 10 you know 14 was my was my navy close like it's like well let me put it this way if it's less than 10 points if it's single digits then it's like eh, because then maybe you're looking forward a little bit to a couple of weeks, which we'll get here. And I mean, this is a team, NC State. They lost to Clemson last year. Okay, you can forgive that. Clemson went 8-0 in the ACC. But they lost to Boston College and Syracuse and Louisville last season. Now, again, they're at least theoretically getting better offensively this year. But I just think that Notre Dame's defense is really going to be able to lock them down. So a loss, though, would mean what? to Notre Dame's big picture and, you know, Marcus Freeman's big picture as well. Mm. I think big picture wise, this would hurt considering, you know, what you have on the back half of the schedule. I think it would start to, you know, at least for me, I wouldn't be full on panic mode when it comes to Marcus Freeman, but the eyebrow would be raised a little bit. And I think you would have to start looking at him under a different lens going forward the rest of the season, mm-hmm. because it feels like the same kind of spot of that Marshall game last year. And you don't want to dig yourself a hole that early in the season and already kind of use your mulligan against NC state. Because I mean, let's be honest, going undefeated and perfect every year. Yes. It's a possibility and a realistic one, but it's still very hard to do at the end of the year. So I think that if your one one loss is going to be somewhere, it can't be to, to North Carolina State the third game of the season. Yep. So I think it would start to – I would start the conversation of are we following similar trends to last year? I concur. So predict a score for this game then. Notre Dame, North Carolina State. Huh. I think that this one would come down to 33 um, 33 to 17 sounds about right. I was in that ballpark. I, I actually only went one more point. I went 34 to 17. I hope or not I hope I think Notre Dame holds North Carolina State below 20 points. Again, you know they might put up a little bit. Brennan Armstrong's a good quarterback, but a lot of turnovers, you know, a lot of turnovers that he had last year and uh, i just i think that i i think that that this is going to be the first real challenge for notre dame's defense and and i think that they'll come through and i think the offense is going to have a chance to light it up as well what about central michigan now a four and eight team out of the mac they were three and five in their conference 
last year. They start off at Michigan State, then they get New Hampshire, and they play South Alabama the week after Notre Dame. So what's your confidence in this one? I'm going to put this one at a whopping, I'm going to go eight out of 10 again. And I think that North Carolina state is better than central Michigan, but Notre Dame has a proven track record of not handling Mac opponents to their full potential uh, from at least the last five or 10 years. That's true. Ball state Toledo. Both a little bit scary, you know. Could Central Michigan put a real scare? I mean, Toledo was more than scary. They got kind of very fortunate that they came back and and sealed that game at the end. Yeah, exactly. So you went what? 8.5? 8. You went 8? Okay. Derek is saying 10. Tommy Guns is saying BK has that track record. Fair point. Those are both BK games. Chi-Town says nine and a half. I'm with Chi-Town on this one. I'll allow a small margin of error, but, you know, this is, you know, like to answer the question that we've been asking, this is catastrophic if Notre Dame were to lose to Central Michigan. Really, three of the first four games are catastrophic, I think, if Notre Dame loses any yeah, I agree. of the, you know, three of those first four other than North Carolina State. North Carolina State, Still very distressing in terms of, a you know, big picture, national championships, New Year's Six Bowl, all those different things. It would definitely alter that. But the other three, catastrophic if you lose to Central Michigan, Tennessee State, or Navy. But now we're getting into the meat of the schedule because here comes the big boy, Ohio State, rolling into town, coming off an 11-2 record. Last year, one loss in Big Ten play, of course, that being to the Michigan Wolverines. What is your level of confidence that Notre Dame not could beat Ohio State? What's your level of confidence that they will beat Ohio State? My level of confidence that they will beat Ohio State is a 6 out of 10. I believe that. It, so to me, that that means 60%. It would be a 5 out of 10, meaning it would be a toss-up, 50-50, if I went with a 5. I'm going with a 6 because, to me, what gives Notre Dame that slight advantage from a 5 to a 6 is they have a quarterback who's played in college football for 50 years. And Ohio State has a guy who has never started a college football game in his career, and this is going to be his toughest matchup and on the road at the same time. And it'll be a matter of can Marvin Harrison Jr. and the rest of the crew dig that young quarterback out of the hole? Can their talent, you know, basically get bridge that gap in, in the in the quarterback play? That's exactly it. Is it going to be Kyle McCord? Is it going to be Devin Brown? No matter who it is, they're going to be vastly less experienced than Sam Hartman when they take the field at Notre Dame Stadium. There's going to be a huge difference in experience, and they're going to be coming into you know, a different environment. One of the big questions, what's that environment going to look like? Is it going to be 50% red in the stadium? Vince said yesterday that he was over on campus and this uh, older couple drove up to him, and they've they've got their red, they've got their scarlet on, and they're scouting out, trying to find out where you park when you come to a Notre Dame game. They're <laughs> scouting, they're doing their advanced scouting almost three months in advance on uh, on where I you do park it now before the day, the weekend of the game, because it'll just be nuts. Yeah, and Ohio State they start off with Indiana that they've got Youngstown State, Western Kentucky in their first three weeks, and then Maryland two weeks after Notre Dame they get their bye after Notre Dame. the 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 quarterback experience is going to be huge, and I, you know again I, I go back two years ago. C.J. Stroud did not start his career off strong. Now he finished the season really strong, and obviously he had a really good season last year but the start of his career was really shaky and they you know they don't know exactly who it's going to be right now now again they'll have three warm-up games 
whoever the quarterback is. He'll have three warm-up games under his belt by the time he gets to Notre Dame, so he'll at least have some experience. But I'm giving this – see, it. I don't think I can say five because then you're just – you know, you're sitting the fence and you're going, well, it can go either way. I'm going to hedge a little bit under – and say four and a half, you know, I saw there was a vast kind of array of different confidences that I saw come up. Kenneth, Kenneth O'Donnell says eight to 10. Well, okay. That's a range. <laughs> uh, we are not Marshall said four. Lance that's a confidence interval. Yeah, that's right. That's a confidence interval. Uh, USMA 87 said four. Mr. 2.0 said five. And Derek said 9.999. Yeah, but Derek starts drinking I'm, I'm, at three o'clock every day. So see, that's exactly where it's at. <laughs> Little whatever's in the lemonade there, you know, wherever Derek happens to live. So I'm gonna go four and a half. I just feel like we've been down this road before. We've you know, we've built ourselves up. Well, Notre Dame can win that, you know, they if they do this, if they do this, they're going to have experience in a lot of different places you know again the quarterback being the biggest one you know that that they don't typically have they're going to have some advantages in this game that they haven't necessarily had against some of these big opponents of the past the question is can they finally get over the hump because you know whether it's georgia home or away you know all these other you know different big matchups that they have can they punch through i'm going to give it a four and a half is my confidence. A lot of people in the chat have started to kind of talk about it last year. I I think the disappointing thing that Marcus Freeman kept talking about was how Notre Dame was going to control the trenches against Ohio State, and that simply didn't happen. Ohio State was actually the team whose whose defensive and offensive lines controlled the game when it mattered. Mm -hmm. I really need to see a flip of the script this year. I think that's going to be the big thing. Obviously, we know Sam Hartman's going to be asked to throw the ball, and he'll be It'll be better back there than Tyler Buckner, you know, sitting back there in his first collegiate game. But in order for them to be completely effective, they got to be able to run the ball. And that, that's got to be, you know, controlling the offensive line, because the last thing that you want to do in any Ohio State game, given that their athleticism and speed all over the offensive side of the ball is you can't allow it to turn into a track meet or you're just never going to catch up. So you control the tempo of the game by being able to run the ball and sustain some longer possessions. Let me ask you this question. Okay. What, how many points would Notre Dame, if Notre Dame were to lose, what would be your maximum cap where you would say, okay, I still feel relatively solid about this. Or I guess, where does it turn into, Oh, like this is, this is just not good. Like this Ohio state game needed to be closer than this. Like, what does Notre Dame need to score? Or how close does it need to be? If Notre Dame were good? to lose, how much could they lose by? And, and you still feel comfortable. And still feel like it's a decent loss, you know, yeah. air quotes, if that's what you want to call it. I think a touchdown game, like yeah. a competitive touchdown game throughout and one one that is either a defensive slugfest and neither team is really scoring, you know, to an extent, something, you know, a little bit like last year not necessarily the most aesthetic but considering it's going to be game four for both teams I think the offenses should be clicking a little bit more by then uh you know so I was gonna like I was saying either a defensive kind of game or an offensive kind of game you know I would I would I would feel really good about Notre Dame if they put up at least four touchdowns in a competitive game against Ohio State you know again we're not we're not in it for moral victories right now because it's a program that's trying to get over the hump but they're also doing it with a second year head coach who has his own questions to address but at the same I'm just saying like I would not feel like it's the end of the world I would not feel like if you know all is lost if if they play a competitive one touchdown game against Ohio State Ohio State hasn't been to Notre Dame since 1996 Eddie George Eddie George and before just, that, it was... You were just a little pup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, solid. What was that? That had to be maybe six months old, seven months old. Mm-hmm. That's right. How would a win change your opinion of Marcus Freeman if they beat Ohio State? 
it would forgive one of the the games last year. Mar, it would for, I would I would forgive him and permanently erase my memory of the Marshall game. The only problem with that is, you know, they beat Clemson in the same season they lost to <laughs> Marshall and Stanford. Right now, Clemson came later, so it definitely, you know, that altered our opinions of it a little bit. I just think I think they, that it would show that Marcus Freeman took a step in his second year, and and, and right. he himself as a coach got better. And you're also he grew saying as a coach, you're also saying Notre Dame as a program is rapidly evolving, assuming that they're what five and zero coming they're out of getting, that game. Uh, it, it would be to them. Notre Dame isn't a hole right now as a program in terms of big games. Playoff appearances, New York, New Year's Six appearances, you know, all of the above. And if they win this game, I think they take they 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 get one foot out of the hole, and the second foot is still in there, and then it, they could potentially get out of that hole on a national level if they can do what they did against Ohio State to USC. Yeah. So you want to predict a score, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Huh, I think that this one is going to be actually relatively low scoring when it's all said and done. Um, I think it's a game that's somewhere in the 20s on both sides. Um, I'm going to say 27 to 23 either way. Yeah, I'm going 24-21. I'm, I'm going even a little bit lower than you. Either way, 24-21, field goal game. This will be like classic Notre Dame-Michigan games, the early 90s. So what yes. it'll be like. All right, then it's on to Duke after Ohio State. An interesting team that uh, turned it around 3-9 and nine the year before Mike Elko. They go 9-4 and four in his first season last year. So what's your confidence in a win over the Blue Devils? So my confidence over the Blue Devils is going to be, and actually, it's it's it might surprise some people. It's going to be seven out of ten, um, okay. and the reason why I say that is there's a couple factors. One, I believe Notre Dame will be five and zero going into that game, Ooh, and so I now think all of a sudden you like you didn't actually make a prediction during the Ohio State <laughs> conversation, and now we're talking about Duke, and you're saying it's a win. Yes, how'd that I happen? I I just. <laughs> Yeah, it, that's that's where I, I think they can get through that Ohio State game, just where that game is at in the season. And again, the inexperience of the, the overall play caller that's going to be, you know, at the realm for Ohio State. But I, I see that as a trap game after starting 5-0, and coming off the big home win. You got to go on the road. Mike Elko is familiar with the program. He knows a little bit of the ins and outs. I think he's going to have an edge on Marcus Freeman and, and gamesmanship, you know, like, I think in in a in a game of chess, uh, coaching chess, I think Elko would beat out Marcus Freeman. I, the only thing to me is can Notre Dame's talent outweigh that and the combined possibility of a trap game after you know on the road after starting five and zero. So I'm actually going to sit this down at about a seven out of ten. Yeah, if they beat Ohio State, then it's a massive trap game the next week with everything, you know, going on the road and Mike Elko yes. and the whole thing. They lose, it's a little different story because then, you know, you definitely have to change your focus very fast to avoid a potential two in a row. Here's, as good as Duke was last year, give Mike Elko all the credit in the world for doing what he did at Duke last year because, again, it was a six-game improvement, six-win improvement from one year to the next. He's a defensive coach. Not surprisingly, they predominantly did it with defense. Their opponents put the ball on the ground 36 times last year. They recovered 24 of them. They ended up with a plus 16 turnover ratio. If you look at their expected turnover margin, it should have been plus 5.5 based on you know everything that happened last year. It turned into plus 16. So my biggest question, you know, for Duke is can they duplicate that? I think that getting those turnovers causing those turnovers plus 16 is going to be really hard to duplicate. And again, that's how they were able to, to go from three wins to nine wins 
in one season. You know, it's kind of like the first, you know, the first season Tyrone Willingham had in 2002. Everything was on the defense that season. They, you know, they did so much with the defense. The offense was not that good, and that showed the next two years. They completely fell back down to earth by the end of 2002, and of course into you know 2003 and 2004 as well. So I'm not saying Duke is going to collapse like that, but I just think it's going to be really hard to duplicate. So I'm I'm more confident. I'm I'm an eight on a Notre Dame win over Duke, just because again, I think that like across the board, it's going to be hard for Duke to match up with Notre Dame. They've got a good quarterback, good dual threat quarterback in Riley Leonard, but I think it's going to be hard for them across the board to match up. So I'm giving Notre Dame my confidence in a Notre Dame win is an eight in this one. But I mean, obviously you lose to Duke and again, everything changes in terms of what, you know, the season's going to be, what, you know, the big picture looks like the whole thing for Notre Dame and for Marcus Freeman. You want to predict a score on this one? Oof. At Duke, the Dukies. Um, I'm gonna go 24-21 Notre Dame. 24-21. I'm gonna go much higher than that. I'm gonna go. I mean, maybe not much higher than that. I'm gonna go 30 to 17. Notre Dame is my prediction for Notre Dame and Duke. Now it's on to Louisville. What's your confidence in that one? For Louisville, I would go nine out of ten. Um, especially if if they underperform against Duke, I think that that kind of relights the fire um, there a little bit. You, you get back home. Louisville's a, a traditionally, you know, outside of the Lamar Jackson teams and some here and there, they haven't been very good. Um, and I, I think that that trend continues. It, it should be um, it should be an easy win at home against Louisville. They had a nice season, eight and five under. Uh, Satterfield last year, who of course left to go to Cincinnati. Jeff Brom leaves Purdue, two games over 500 in his six seasons at Purdue. Interestingly enough, Jack Plummer has transferred to uh, to Louisville. Jack Plummer was at Purdue two years ago. He was the Cal quarterback last year, and this will be the third year in a row for a third different team. Jack Plummer, assuming he's healthy, starts against Notre Dame. So that'll be kind of an interesting little thing as Jack Plummer and Jeff Brom are reunited. I'm I'm like eight and a half, nine on this one as well. I'm I'm really confident in Notre Dame down there against Louisville. How close would this have to be, as confident as you are, to be unacceptable to you? 17. 17 would be unacceptable. I would go I would go closer than that. I would go like 13, I think. Again, I, I, I expect a fairly resounding Notre Dame victory, but predict a score. Hmm. 34 to 13. 34 to 13. Yep. I'm gonna go 30. Eight to 21. Okay. All right. So that's Louisville. And now we roll into October 14th. <laughs> Southern Cal comes to town. So what's your confidence in a Notre Dame victory over USC? <sighs> I'm going to have to go... <laughs> Five out of ten on this one, a straight toss-up, 50-50. Okay. I think Notre Dame is edged in the category in, in the in the um quarterback quarterback category. I think Notre Dame edges in the running back game. I think the offensive lines are a toss-up. I think that the wide receivers Right now, USC has the edge. I don't know if that'll be the same by the time that game rolls around. And then defensively, I think Notre Dame has the edge. So I just feel like it's a lot of just, you know, there. Notre Dame might be a little bit better at this. USC counters by being a little bit better at that. 
Um, you know what? I'm actually going to go 5.5 out of 10. And the only reason <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning that extra 0. 0.5 towards Notre Dame is because it is a home game for them. And I think that that is a big difference compared to last year. And that this game is more so, you know, at the middle of the season um, compared to the back end. But I will go five and a half out of 10 solely because, again, I think it's going to be uh, across the board. It's going to be very minimal difference between almost every position group. And I think that Notre Dame and the atmosphere potentially at that stadium is what would give them the slight advantage. This is probably the best quarterback matchup in a Notre Dame USC game since Brady Quinn and Matt Leinart. I would agree with that. Bush push, right? Like, yes. I guess what scares me the most about this game is if Caleb Williams is better this year because he was already excellent last year. Mm-hmm. If he can find ways to improve, you know, whatever that might be, it, it might not even be something that we see. It could be something mentally or his reads, you know, whatever. I, I just, I think he's going to be better. And that's, that's really scary for me. Yeah. Seeing like people saying Mr. 2.0 USC, probably the toughest team. Caleb Williams will be a bear. Chi-Town says it'll be a shootout and whoever has the ball last will win. And I agree. I think there are going to be some points on the board, but I think Notre Dame is going to have the best defense on the field. Oh, yeah. And I think that that'll be the biggest difference. Can the defense make up enough for some of the other stuff? I think that they will find a way to make a couple plays, you know, as as good as Caleb. You know, like if, you know, again, like if you've got a different quarterback for Notre Dame last and I'm not saying Drew Pine played a horrible game against USC. He played a solid game, but he committed a couple of crucial turnovers. They don't commit those two turnovers. They've got they probably win last year's game in the Coliseum. And I think with Sam Hartman, now Hartman, you know, he's committed some turnovers of his own in the past. But I just I, I think that that they're gonna make some plays. We're gonna this is gonna be one of the most you know, it could end up being the most exciting Notre Dame USC game since Bush Push in 2005. And I do think it's gonna come right down to the end. Notre Dame has not lost back-to-back games, by the way, against Southern Cal since Pete Carroll's last two years, 2008-2009. I don't see it happening this year, so I'm pretty confident. I give Notre Dame a 7 for my confidence. Again, I think it's going to be a a great game, and we're sitting here talking about it in June, but my confidence that Notre Dame will win is a 7 right now because of the defense. I would be up there, put it like this, Al Golden needs to learn from last year. If Caleb Williams extends plays on his feet like he did last year, Notre Dame has no shot of winning that game. They need to find a way to have that man bracketed at Mm -hmm. all times. And that's a lot, lot, lot harder said than done. But he cannot be able to extend drives with his legs. He can't, you know, meaning picking up a first down scrambling. And he can't run out, you know, run all over the pocket and allow and and, and expect, you know, and have Notre Dame secondary be expected to cover, you know, wide receivers longer than five, six, seven seconds. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Andre saying Notre Dame needs to score about 45 a game except SC Ohio State Clemson. Come on, guys. We have Sam Hartman, right? You both are a little disappointing in your predictions. I mean, <laughs> Jesse has them beating Ohio State. So, you know, like I've got them winning, you know, with pretty good certainty all but Ohio State so far. I guess he's just saying maybe that, he, you know, he thinks that, you know, the offensive production is going to be a little bit higher. And that's and that's probably fair. You're you're probably right because you know I think that we've been saying with what we expect from Hartman this year, we do expect a lot more out of the offense. You know, a lot more octane. You're probably right. I've probably still got you know Tommy Reese BK PTSD kind of holding me back in terms of you know what the point production is going to look like. You're 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 probably right. You're going to see a lot more points than we're used to seeing. So I saw the. A good chat in here by ND Cheat Seat. Sheet definitely needs to be a Jalen Sneed game. And I agree with that because Jalen Sneed is the perfect QB spy against someone like Caleb Williams. Right. Yeah. Josh says, can they stop the run? Didn't do a good job last year against USC. Look, they changed the whole defense to face USC last year, and it didn't go well. And if you read I mean, the USC article, flipped the script. Yeah. If you read the article Brian Driscoll just put up at Irish Breakdown, he, you know, talked to Marcus Freeman about that and the fact that, you know, that's that's not something that's gonna happen this year. You know, it's like you're gonna they're gonna they're gonna figure out who they are. They're gonna they they know more right now about who they are. They're not just gonna you know, try to completely rearrange their offense in a week's time based on one opponent. They're going to know their strengths by then. So, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I, I think we're we're looking at both teams at least in the 30s in this game. And I saw somebody It'll say, be the highest combined score of the season. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think, where was it? Matt was saying Hartman should be able to light up a bad USC defense leaves to no less than four touchdowns. Don't disagree with that at all. Um, by the way, there was a comment that Matt made earlier, I think about the Ohio state game. I'm going to save that for rapid fire. I've been kind of, I, I, I started that up and we're going to use that here in a little bit. So then they finally get their bye week. They play eight straight games. They get their first bye after eight games. And then you've got, Phil Jerkovic coming back to Notre Dame, a little cultural appropriation. Ship him up to Boston. That's right. Pittsburgh, nine and four last year, the fighting Narduzzi. So what do you think about this one? What's your what's your confidence in a win over Pitt? Uh coming off the bye, uh, well rested. They'll probably Phil will probably say something stupid again before the game. Um, I'll put this one at a solid eight and a half out of ten. I just think. At this point in the season, you should be clicking and rolling and you should no longer, you know, the, the the thought or even the possibility of losing to a team like Pittsburgh really shouldn't even be a thing. Um, and I'm 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 saying that they'll split at the very worst with USC and Ohio State. So I, I think coming into that game, they have one loss um, and you have to know what the expectations are with coming off a bye week with four games left and one more bye week. You know, you just got to handle you got to start handling business in that last month those last four games and i think that starts with pitt so i'll put that one at eight and a half um interesting pitt since 2010 three schools have won the acc clemson of course florida state and of course it's been a little bit since florida state but pitt two years ago the only other school besides clemson and florida state to win the acc since 2010 but of course they did it with a generational quarterback kenny pickett who's now at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ton of roster turnover this year, though. Like what, you know, what they've done, you know, the last couple of years, they've had some consistency there across the board, especially up front 
defensively. They lose a lot of that this year. They lose, you know, their leading passer from a year ago. They lose their leading rusher, their leading receiver, you know, their pass rushers and their safeties. You know, all these different key guys on both sides of the ball are going to be gone. Now get Phil Jakovic. What's he going to look like by, you know, week nine or 10 of the season? You know, is he going to be banged up again? You know, he had to miss, obviously, the game last year. I'm a nine on this. Really, it's a 10, but I'm going nine just to allow, you know, a, a little bit of uh, variance there. Mine's a nine that Notre Dame will win. What's your uh, what's your score prediction against the Panthers? Pat Narduzzi, of course, another defensive minded head coach. Hmm. I'm going to go 41 to 21. I was going to say, just for Andre, I'm going to go 42, <laughs> 42 to 17. That's what I think it'll be. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> we haven't been predicting enough points. All right. Now they go to Clemson. Off to, uh, off to Tigerland. <laughs> I'm just going to be uh, I'm going to be upfront about this. This is the okay. the game I am the least confident in in Notre Dame's schedule. I, I like really? I'm more confident in USC and Ohio, Ohio State. State. I you think I'm going to You were what? 6 on Ohio State? 5 and a half. No. Five and a half. Yes. 6 Ohio State, 5 and a half on USC. I'm going to put this game at a 4 out of 10 on my scale. Um I don't think that last year's butt whooping in South Bend is going to sit well with Dabo Sweeney. I don't think it has sat well with Dabo Sweeney. I think that he's heard the noise about what, you know, what Notre Dame did. And it was embarrassing for him, you know, to, to lose like that on the national stage against Notre Dame. I, I just, and playing in Death Valley is already hard enough. Dabble will have these guys fired up. I, I just think that there is, and, and especially if Notre Dame is coming into this game potentially undefeated, I think that jacks up Clemson even more. You know, I, I, I'm i saying that they're going to win both of those games. So I think going into this game, they will be undefeated. So that plays into it for me as well. But this is this is the game I am the most worried about. And this is a funny, it's funny because I, um, I was at a wedding here in Cleveland over the weekend. Um, and the bride's family was from Southern Cal and a family, a good family friend was there and a huge Notre Dame fan actually graduated from Notre Dame. And we were, we had like a 30 minute conversation about Notre Dame football. Um, and this was, this was the game that we all came to the conclusion that there's just a lot riding on it. And again, to me, the biggest factor is how bad Notre Dame embarrassed Clemson last year. And I, I think that rolls over into this season. Yeah, I mean, they've got a new offensive coordinator. They made that change after, what, I think one year, went and grabbed Garrett Riley from TCU to go with Cade Klubnick. You know, how much of a difference is that going to make after he turned Max Duggan, Dugan into a uh, a Heisman finalist at DCU? You know, I think Clemson is, is going to be fired up. Defense is a question for them, though. You know, just like it was against Notre Dame with what Notre Dame did to them last year. They gave up 30 at the end of the season to South Carolina, 31 to Tennessee in the Orange Bowl. How much better is the defense going to be this year? I think that that is a huge question for Clemson. So I am I'm more confident than you on this. It's a six for me. I think that maybe, you know, some people overlook it a little bit just because, you know, Man. again, of, of what Notre Dame did last year. But I, I'm your predictions. Say, they, we might as well chalk up the twelve and zero season. <laughs> it's not like I'm giving Ohio State, USC, and and Clemson's like I'm giving Notre Dame nines on these. But I'm, I'm I know, but it's if you're over five, that means you think that they're going to win, and you've been over five against all three of them. I mean, you should be like just amazed at the numbers that I'm giving because <laughs> I I'm, am I'm notoriously. That's why tough, I brought it up. <laughs> tough grader, you know. So. That's right. Like people should be taking note of of this confidence <laughs> that I have right now. All right. So do you want to predict a score then? I will predict a score. I think that this game will be 27 
No. 30 to 24 Clemson. I think it's going to be another offensive game because again, I'm not I'm not I'm not sold on Clemson's defense. Uh, again, I think Notre Dame is going to be better defensively than Clemson in this game and once again, you're going to have a quarterback advantage for Notre Dame with Sam Hartman who threw five touchdowns against Clemson last year. Now, different system, so it's, you know, but but still, I think I think that that the tide is, you know, last year was was the start of a tide turning moment, you know, between Notre Dame and Clemson in terms of, you know, who's got some some talent stocked up. So I think this is going to be a 38-34 game either way. I think as much as it pains me to say this, I would rather Notre Dame, and I think the opposite is going to happen, but I would rather Notre Dame lose to Ohio State and beat Clemson rather than beat Ohio State and lose to Clemson. Because I think it's too later in the season. And I think yeah, that might be what, something what that it could, could do hurt to where them. you're going to go in terms of bowl games. When you only have two like games that. left and they're Wake Forest and Stanford, I think it's hard to regain yourself a little bit and put an exclamation towards the end of the year when when a loss is lingering. Yeah, good point. Good point. Chi Town predict, predicting a low scoring game, 19 to 16. Lance saying 31 21, Notre Dame. And Salty says he's 7 out of 10 confident a win against Clemson. Notre Dame beat them when they know what the plays were going to be. That's a structural defeat. I don't see a one year fix. Okay. Wake Forest, then, you know, like, oh, and actually a bye week first, the second bye week. Again, they play eight games by two games by, and now you've got two games. This will be senior day, Wake Forest and a reunion, of course, for Sam Hartman with his old team. This is a 10 out of 10. I think after losing to Clemson, going into the bye week, coming back, knowing what's expected the last two games of the year, um, it being senior day. It being the 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 you know Sam Hartman's reunion against Wake Forest, all of the above. I just think they absolutely tear Wake Forest up, and I, I think that they'll they might even hang their first fifty piece of the season on Wake Forest. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to come out rolling. Wake Wake will probably find a way to score some points. They're going to have a five eleven sophomore Mitch Griffiths, most likely the quarterback. Not a very uh, you know big guy that they'll roll out there, but. Their defense has just been a sieve. They, over the last five years, they've given up more than 44 points a game in their losses, and I think it's going to be more of the same. You're, you're exactly right. It's going to be senior day. I think Notre Dame is going to have a chance to be pushing 50, and Wake might actually even have a you know tougher time scoring points despite that offense that they run. So I agree. I think this is going to be a lot of points for Notre Dame and not much for Wake. And then, of course, Notre Dame closes the regulars. And so my score was 48 to 13 for the 48, 48, 13. OK, yes. I'll go 47 to 19 in Notre <laughs> Dame's favor. All right. And I'm a 10 out of 10 as well. And then at Stanford to close out the regular season. Confidence there. I put this as a 10 out of 10. I would say these last two games, I feel extremely confident in. I would go even more to say like 11 out of 10, I think, because what we were just talking about for Wake Forest. But furthermore, for Stanford, I think this is where you put your punctuation on the season after going 11 and 1, you know, reminding everyone why you deserve the opportunity, uh, you know, and what the resume did. And I think Marcus Freeman, like Dabo Sweeney, is embarrassed about what happened last year. And I think he goes to Palto Alto and absolutely destroys Stanford. He does not hold back and he tries to get um he he tries to get you know everyone to remember or, or to forget about the Stanford game last year. And yeah. I think it, it's another one where they get close to 50 points back to back weeks. Another new head coach that Notre Dame will uh, go up against at Stanford. I agree. It's it's a it's a ten out of ten for me as well. And I would put this like in the forty five to twenty range. Don't know exactly what that offense will look like, but I'll, I'll go forty five twenty in Notre Dame's favor. I will go. 
to 17. You don't, you don't think all those rowdy Stanford fans will keep it close out there? <laughs> don't think, I think the only advantage of playing out there is that you'll be in California in November. That'll be the only good thing for Stanford. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.